that he would never let that happen. And if we jump ahead to Holy Week and Easter, we know that even up until the point that Jesus was arrested, Peter hung on to that fight of making sure that this wasn't going to happen. However, we know that all that Jesus predicts in this passage comes true. He does suffer. He does die on the cross. But he also rises again on the third day. Author Walt Rangerin wrote a story called The Ragman. And this story follows a young boy as he encounters a ragman, walking around the streets of town yelling, rags, rags, new rags for old. And as the man comes across a young woman crying on her front step, he takes her tear-stained handkerchief, and as he hands her a fresh, bright new one, the tears come with the old, stained rag. And as he continues to walk, the ragman takes on the tears of the woman. He then comes across someone who has been injured, and as the ragman takes away the bloody rag and hands that person a new bandage, the blood from the bandage comes with it. He then continues on his way, now crying the tears of the young woman, staggering from the injury from the second person. And he sees an army vet leaning up against a pole. And he asks the man, are you headed to work? And the man, full of anger, pulls himself away from the pole to reveal that he lost an arm in combat. So the ragman takes the coat that he was wearing and hands it to the army vet. And if you've picked up on where this story is going, you might not be surprised to know that when the army vet put on the coat that the ragman had been wearing, he now has two strong working arms, and the ragman now has one. So for every person that the ragman encounters, he takes on their suffering. And the story continues until both the ragman and the young boy are so exhausted that they fall down in slumber. The young boy awakens a few days later to a bright light. And he sees the ragman standing up in bright new clothes with brand new rags and continues back into town yelling, rags, rags, new rags for all. This is the story of Jesus. This is the story of what it means to pick up and carry the cross. We all know that story of Jesus. We talk about it every year. How he came to earth to die on the cross for our sins. To take away our suffering. So that we can be made new. However, our scripture for today doesn't end there. Not for the disciples and not for us. In fact, Jesus is just 
getting started. Verses 24 and 25 for me are the heart of this passage and a strong point for me as a cross-wearing child of God. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. In these two verses, Jesus really lays it out there as to what it truly means to be a disciple. How many of you, with, if faced with the idea of crucifixion, would want to turn and run the other way? I know that there are times when I would have said, absolutely, this cross is too big. I can't do it. And I would turn. But is that really what this passage is asking us as modern-day Christ followers to do? Are we really being asked to be crucified on the cross? Or is there another way? To me, the answer is yes. We have a choice. We can live our lives in a way that works best for us. Put ourselves first. Do what we want to do. And never think about anybody else. Or, we can look at the world around us and we can start thinking about others. We can live our lives in service to them and in service to Christ. Now, this isn't saying that we shouldn't do things for ourselves. Because that is important, too. But how would your life be different if you put a focus on helping others, either through time, money, or some other way? Dr. Caroline Lewis encouraged us to think of the cross in the following way. A time and a place when you wear a cross not just to show the world who you are, but to remind yourself of who the world needs you to be. A time and a place when you wear a cross not just to show the world who you are, but to remind yourself of who the world needs you to be. Our text from Romans starts with the following. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Share with the Lord's people 
who are in need. Practice hospitality. As we come forward to the table this morning and are once again reminded through the bread and wine of the sacrifice that Jesus paid for us, I encourage you to use this time to think about what you can do to be a sacrifice to others. In a world where many people are suffering because of their race, their sexual orientation, or because their lives are getting hit by illness, or their homes and their towns are getting hit by hurricanes, flooding, wildfires, and other natural disasters. How can you, as a cross-wearing child of God, pick up that cross and live the life that the world needs you to live? have been called to be salt and light. We have been called to shine in the night. We have been called to step up and fight. We have been not forget that you are with us not forget you'll never leave us even in the storms of life